Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, guys. Good evening, idiots. Oh, it's us. We're better than you. (laughs) And we're back. Mel and Storm, it's quality over quantity, and that's why we haven't been on the airwaves for a while. Exactly. We've had a few other excuses. been very, very busy doing a fringe show, which is what we're bringing you tonight, excitingly. It's called... Horny, Horny for, for feminism. feminism. And God, I'm sliding off my chair with the feminism in this room. Absolutely. So this show was live recorded. Uh, it was over three nights. And this is the last night, which is the deciding night over three nights of us competing over who, who is, is the, the better, better feminist. feminist. Me. Or Storm. You'll never know. Well, unless you listen to the episode. Actually, at the end, you find out uh, there was something on the line and that was the, well, you know what? Listen and find out what's at stake. However, one thing we want to clarify is what we're wearing. Storm's wearing a gorgeous red suit with an actual baby. Not an actual baby. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Well, an actual toy baby. Yeah, an actual toy baby. Sticky taped to her nipple with his face cut off. But it's fontanelle intact and I'm wearing... Mel was dressed up as a judge and then at some point she sort of like unveiled herself to be wearing a beautiful sequin dress that had a cab written all over it. And if you don't know what that means, where have you been? Look it up. Look it up. But anyway, I hope you enjoy the show as much as we enjoyed making it. And um, we will be back soon making regular podcasts because we have really missed you. We miss you so so much is what I would say if I could feel emotion. <laughs> Wasn't all for that Lexa bro. Oh God. Oh, God. Okay, anyway, bye. Clitoris, enjoy. are you there? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> Warning. This podcast contains strong language, drug references, excessive and overbearing feminism, micro problems, and probably something that's not. Sorry. Sorry. What could go wrong? Big energy. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? Only a slang term that means wife. Bitch. Why not drink more? (laughs) Well, I guess you can't win the show then. If I don't get a hug and a kiss. Yeah. If he doesn't feel well, why doesn't he go to a hospital and stop spreading his... Because maybe the nurse would look like you. (laughs) Well, I'm in young girls' pants. Name a place on your body that a doctor might look in with a little flashlight. Australians have equal rights, equal rights to vote, equal rights to sit in the parliament, and equal rights to serve. She have pretty nipples, uh, pretty dimples there. Living naked, the cops pull you over. 
What do you hope they don't ask you to do? Sex. I'll see you later. All right, then. Just go carefully. You should choose more appropriate clothes or shed some pounds. I'm sorry. A poor over here, poor over here, who's never been married, never had children, never... Sorry, I almost tripped over my privilege. People of Perth, you are looking at rock bottom. Rock bottom, I think you'll find I'm a top. I didn't ask. <laughs> Welcome to the biggest, wettest, hottest mess you're likely to have wasted $25 on. What started as a pair of competitive morons diligently reporting on their quest to remain yes-women has now turned into this deplorable game show. You may have noticed in the past that game shows haven't exactly been kind to women. So it occurred to us, if anyone's going to make a fool out of us idiots, it's going to be us idiots. Please welcome to the stage our favourite stay-at-home daughter, and our resident straighty 180, Ms. Storm Winers. Hello, darling. Hi, darling. What did you come as? Wow, thank you for asking. Um, look, Mel and I decided to, um, you know, make a big deal of the occasion. We wanted to dress up as something feminist, something inspirational but not judgmental, which is actually quite difficult. Um, so I've come as Jacinda Ardern, um, breastfeeding in a Zoom meeting. Thank you. Well, just because nothing screams feminism like pitting two women against each other, I give you Storm's podcast partner in crime, her adversary, her opponent, and due to a formidable amount of Botox, her now immortal nemesis. Please welcome to the stage, Miss Mel Primus. Mel, I, I didn't pick you as a fan of the American judiciary system. Feminism. <laughs> Looks like someone rocked up on their high horse. How is the weather up there, Mel? Yes, cloudy with a chance of consequences. Excellent. Storm, would you please explain to us who you're playing for tonight? Which charity? I am playing for a charity called Share the Dignity, um, which Share the Dignity um, aims to eradicate period poverty both here in Australia and also abroad. Period poverty, which is very difficult to say, I'm going to be honest, um, means that a lot of girls, they don't go to school, they drop out of school, women don't go to work, they get fired from their jobs, and, like, 
God damn it, it's hard enough to menstruate without that sort of shit. So they get uh, tampons and sanitary products to people that need them. And I did a bit of research before the show. And it turns out, like, the average menstruator in Australia will spend almost 10 grand on products a year and will bleed for 6.5 years of their life. You're welcome. Yeah. Which is just further proof to me that Mother Nature is not a fucking woman, is she? No. What a cunt. And Mel. (laughs) Mel, what lucky charity will be reaping the rewards of your infinite knowledge? Uh, Tonight I'm playing for Black Rainbow. It's an LGBTIQ plus grassroots Indigenous organisation that works on raising money for, I guess, a lot of um, disenfranchised and disempowered youth in Australia. And one of the things that I, when I win, will be donating my money towards is a program where they get people that may be going through a domestic violence situation, a a burner phone, a phone that, you know, because it's really hard when someone's checking your messages if you're trying to get out of a difficult situation. So it provides the, with the help of Telstra, some prepaid phones. Isn't she marvellous? Thanks. Thanks, capitalism. Excellent. Well, here's how the game works. Rock Bottom will spin our fabulous wheel over here, which will land on one of 12 challenges, through which Mel and Storm will compete against each other in order to donate to a charity of their choice. If the wheel lands on the dollar sign, we must all contribute $5 to the charity bowl in front of me here. Uh, There's a little bit of stripping and drinking in between because feminism. Storm, would you please explain what's at stake for the loser? Well, uh, as everyone might know, we're on game three now. On game one, we uh, discovered that our lovely producer, Mouth, who's now in the band. Say hi to Mouth, everyone. Oh, she's in a good mood. That's nice. She's a real Uh, little bee, so this is rare. So, look, it was a bit of a misstep to uh, put our trust in Mouth to choose the dare that we would get. But she has chosen that we will stand outside Yegan Square next Saturday. If we lose. Yeah, the loser. The the loser. loser, With a sandwich board that says, I don't know very much about feminism. Can you please teach me? That's rough. Yes, kill me. (laughs) The shame. Well, I think to get things warmed up, should we start with a round of herstory? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. This guy said yes. Thanks very much, guys. All right. Okay, herstory will be a series of questions regarding various female-orientated topics and famous feats of feminism. Both contestants will be given a chance to answer as best they can. Are you ready, girls? Um, If you stay ready, Jill, you don't have to get ready, so... (laughs) Sorry. I'm so drunk, but this is Ural. This is Ural. I can prove it. She's been drunk since last night, so she really takes that motto seriously. Yeah. Okay, question number one. Name one country out of six where you can still be arrested for possessing a vibrator. Hello? Yes, Mel. Australia. Were you going to tell us the six, though? No, you've oh. just you've got to pick one. Ca- oh, okay, well, I, I have six. Um, I cho- Well, can you, um, did Mel? I get- you're wrong. Unsurprisingly, okay. all, right. all right. It's hot. Yes, Storm. I'm going to say Iran. 
No, Ooh. not on the list. Sorry. Hello. Yes, Mel. Oh no, wait. That's not real. It's from Aladdin. Um. <laughs> we are currently accepting real geographical places. So not Agrabah. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you know what? I'll give you that. Agrabah. Yeah. Agrabah. Thank you. I feel like you heard. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Could uh, you tell us what they were? Yes, the, okay. so the six are the Maldives, Saudi Arabia, Thailand, Vietnam, Malaysia, and India. And what? India? India. Oh. So, you know, watch what you pack. <laughs> oh, no, uh, I get it. And <laughs> then you wouldn't be able to get it in the... Uh, one, one point to rock bottom, please. Oh, my God, when men speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, quiet you. Uh, <laughs> unbelievably, in just 1998, the state of Alabama criminalised the use of sexual stimulation devices in an act called the Anti-Obscenity Act. First-time offenders would face a $10,000 fine and a year in jail. That's an expensive wank. <laughs> no, I'm always saying that. <laughs> It always is. Question number three. In the book of Genesis, it says, Adam shared the Garden of Eden with a woman before Eve, and both were created from the same clay. Adam and his first wife eventually broke up before he received Eve as a gift. What was the name of Adam's first wife? And double points, if you can tell me why they broke up. Hello. Yes, Mel. Okay, so if you are an avid fan of the Aliyah Aaliyah film Queen of the Damned, which is a sequel to Interview with a Vampire, is it, is it Lilith? It is! Feminism. <laughs> and they broke up. She passed away. It was really sad. I know. That's one point for Mel. Thank you. Cool. You shouldn't have clapped. If you clapped, that's fucked. This is about feminism. I'm very impressed, Mel. Wow, no, no, I was a very big goth. <laughs> Not as impressed anymore then. <laughs> I take that back. So her name was Lilith and she refused to be subordinate to Adam and lie beneath him during sex as she argued that they were equals made from the same clay. The two <laughs> of them couldn't agree on that and in what can only be described as a feminist outrage, she spoke the true name of God, was banished grew wings and flew off into the night to become a baby-eating vampire demon. Same. <laughs> Since then. <laughs> so she wanted reverse cowgirl from Adam and didn't get it. Plot twist, it's Mel. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm far too lazy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no, no. Lights off, shirts on, no talking. <laughs> Since then, she has been widely referenced in pop culture, appearing in countless books, movies and TV shows as a sexual demon, a vampire, a succubus and, of course, a feminine icon. Was she also in Frasier as his ex-wife? Oh, my... I'm going to give you a point for that because a little known fact is that she was named after Lilith. Get the yes. fuck out! No! Oh, I could name heaps of Liliths. All the goths I used to hang out with in Forest Chase named their daughters Lilith. <laughs> it's true. I have four of them. 
GPO babies. Okay, question number four. Who was the first openly transgender woman to win an Emmy? Hello? Yes, Mel. The, she's in Orange is the New Black. Uh, she is. Oh, Laverne oh. Cox. <gasps> You've got it. You're yes. correct. She is stunning. It is indeed Laverne Cox. In 2015, Cox won a Daytime Emmy Award in Outstanding Special Class Special as executive producer for Laverne Cox Presents the T Word. Check it out. I Give w- it up for Laverne. <laughs> and that's an award that says special in it twice. Yes, don't you wish you won that? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Would you believe she's not an only child? <laughs> Okay, final question. (laughs) Historically, the making of what kind of alcoholic drink was the domain of women? It's hot. Yes, Storm. Beer? Yes! Yes! What? Yes. You are indeed correct. It is beer making. Beer making may have a reputation as a boys club, but for generations it was dominated by alewives or female beer brewers. At the time, beer was often associated with female female iconography. The ancient Egyptians, Baltic, Slavic, and Finnish civilizations all worshipped beer goddess. Beer goddesses. There you go. Very good. Beer goddesses. That was Storm's name in prison. (laughs) I've got this little creature suckling off me right now. (laughs) She's on the kegger. (laughs) This is little fontanelle, by the way. Isn't that the name of the soft patch on there? Yes, but it, she pats it directly on the fontanelle. <laughs> I didn't realise that was bad until my mum told me. I know. And your mum didn't either, darling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shots Debbie. fired. Shots fucking fired. Well, that concludes our round of history. So, Rock, would you, darling, please take us around the world? <laughs> Oh, excellent. Okay. Okay. For this game, I will read the both of you two pickup lines, which then will be rejected in hopefully the girl's best efforts possible. And then after that, I'm going to let the audience decide who did the best job. Like the most savage or the most clever? It's up to them, Mel. I've never been hit on. Okay. (laughs) Okay, the first one is... Okay. Wait, who? Me or her? I'm actually... I'm missing it, but I've, I think I've got this. Okay, just... Okay. <laughs> what you've lost them, but you just know them off by heart. I've only got one. Oh, you disgusting. Okay. The first one is... I'm not into watching sunsets, but I'd love to see you go down. Who wants to go first? Um, oh, look, I'll, I guess I'll do it. Off you go, Storm. Okay, so I would just like to firstly say what kind of sick fuck doesn't like sunsets? <laughs> you ungrateful Western Australian piece of shit. <laughs> I, I am going to make you listen to Powderfinger's sunsets <laughs> over the beaches. <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> oh, my baby was talking. Um, on repeat until your fucking ears bleed. <laughs> Thanks very much. Fuck. <laughs> really savage thank you okay so you can you say it again one more time again I, this has never happened 
I'm not into sunsets, but I would love to see you go down, Mel. Okay, well, I would love to see a world where Tori Spelling's memoir, Storytelling, gets the accolades it deserves for that title, but you don't see me sexually harassing people about it. That's very good. Is that actually what it's called? Yeah, Tori Spelling's memoir is called Storytelling. (laughs) That's amazing. Look it up. Icon. All right, please give it up for Storm if you think she should win this point. Hard to figure. And let's hear it for Mel if you think she should win this point. Oh shit, Storm. Okay, one for Mel. Oh, I don't know. The only time I will ever dress for a man is the day I die in my coffin dressed for Jesus. (laughs) Hell slutty. nothing to do with anything sorry <laughs> okay pick up line number two oh hey baby <laughs> I like I started with that roses are red violets are blue I like <laughs> I like spaghetti let's go screw hello well, yes Mel you can go first thanks it's just that violets are not blue the colour is in their name. That's the, true. And the clue is in the title. Also, I'm a lesbian. It it's not bad, not bad, not bad. It was a stretch. Sorry that you don't get poetry. Storm, what have you got for us? Um, roses are red, you are fucked. I hate myself, but not that much. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to waste anyone's time. I might give that one to Storm. Give that one to Storm. (laughs) Oh, it's close. There's a lot at stake. Oh, dear. Go on, take these spinsters for a spin. (laughs) (gasps) Clip fire. What's that? Well, I'll tell you, Mel. Okay. <laughs> I know it hurts. Good point. Each contestant will choose someone from the audience and will have one minute on the clock for them to get as many correct answers from their counterpart as possible by describing what is on their card without explicitly saying. Off you go. We choose them. Can you put your hand up if you want to be my person? Because I don't know what. Rock, you can go out and get them Kim if you Rex, want. I'm shy. <laughs> Your time? Let me know when you're ready, Mel. I don't know. So I just describe it and they have to guess it. (laughs) Mel, we've done this two times. Yeah, but... Okay, you're right. Your time starts now. Okay, it's the size of breasts. Oh, my God! What the fuck? Wow. It's like a thin passageway that's... Sperm can go up it and at the end there's a surprise. It's an egg. Floating. Yes! Oh my god, I didn't show him that. Um, it's the wage gap in Western Australia. Fuckery. Exactly. <laughs> Point. Uh, so you don't have to like be with this person to produce a baby with them. They can just blow their 
beans in a tube and up. Close. Yes! Oh my god. Uh, it too storm is tried to come as tonight. And she's the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Yeah, cool. Uh, men say this doesn't exist. <laughs> but it does. Oh my god, rude. Yeah, no. Okay, it's more further up. And I think in a man it's in his bum. Can you confirm? Yes! All right. Uh, it, it, it's, oh, it's, Mel, you're out of time. Well, good, because my person killed it. All right, Storm, are you ready? <laughs> Your time starts soon. Give her a break. She's not in the food court, Jill. Got a lot on my plate. Now, okay, all right. So I uh, was jailed in Bali for marijuana. Has a great Instagram. She's South all African. Right. You have to really no, listen. Oh, God. All right. So when you're a guy and you're on the train and you you, you make oh shut the fuck up and you make uh, you put your legs for yes, bitch. All right. <laughs> uh, something Mel has heaps of, so her face doesn't move anymore. Bot yeah, thank you. Fuck you! All right, um, all right. Female female condom for when you go down on a girl is called a similar to teeth. Yeah, and and a lake, and a lake. You put your finger in it. Oh God, fuck this! Right. Okay, you're not doing very well. Do you want to swap? Yeah, go, 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 go. I'll allow it. You have ten seconds. Uh, feminist but not good ones. They don't like. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, a, a swerve. Woo! Uh, <laughs> most people get it. I think Michael Douglas got a throat cancer from it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What? Smoking? No, if you go down on people from there, otherwise it's just... Okay. Storm, you've got it. Sorry, that was a... <laughs> I just need to hear this out. I know we're out of time. Your, your, your time is up, but what I'll allow this question to finish. Oh, the HPV. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Michael Douglas. Oh. <laughs> Michael Douglas, he's got it bad. <laughs> You're right. I, I think I do have it, actually. <laughs> Thanks very much. Please welcome to the stage Miss Mel Primus. Um, I just, before I want to say my speech, give a trigger warning, like, um, it's kind of fucked. <sighs> Sorry. So, I just sort of, when we were creating the show and going through it, sort of, you know, it kind of became a thing where the, the term what could go wrong, um, it's pretty ironic in this context. I think the fine line between highlighting, like, the cracks in the armour of this sort of phallocentric war machine we all live in and uh, giving people permission to laugh at misogyny, it's a fine line. And when you think what could go wrong, fucking everything that could go wrong has fucking gone wrong. Uh, so my first year I was working at a school and I worked in a school in Rockingham and during an activity on consent there was a girl in my class and she just said, um, hey, put your hand up if you've ever been 
sexually assaulted and I kind of, you know, I didn't, you know, condone that activity, but she said it in the entire class. They were all girls. They all put their hand up. Every single girl in the room put their hand up that night and my initial response was just, hey, um, shut the door. That was literally what I said. I said, just say, shut the door so no one can kind of hear. Uh, what we're talking about, and I didn't really have the resources at that time, it wasn't that long ago, um, to start healing. So we just sort of sat there and we like, we all cried, but we all cried behind this closed door. And um, in, I guess, reviewing the, the jokes that we've gone over tonight, um, we are, in, um, you know, I'm un unconscious of intentional error, um, but like a cis, white, able-bodied person, I, you know... I probably fucked up a few times and laughed things off that aren't really fucking funny. I think we all have. Um, but I carry with me this education that comes with those privileges um, that have uh, they've left me in a position where I can disrupt the system wherever possible. And so that kind of begins this journey that we embark on where we find that... You know, there's some things that are kind of funny, like that Peter Parker, fucking Spider-Man, can sell pictures of himself to the newspaper for cash, but I can't have an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> and it's not just because people aren't buying it, it's sexism. Um, and that, um, you know what, and she's going to fucking love this, proceedings of the National Academy of Science have proven statistically that people are... Uh, female hurricanes are more deadly than male hurricanes not because of their force, but because people don't evacuate. They are less scared of a female name than a male name. If you Google school boys, you can shop for uniforms and schools in your area. But the time I Googled schoolgirls, the fucking IT department came to my classroom and told me my laptop was shut down for Googling porn kind of fucked, right? Um, it's predict... But then, you know what? You, you, you continue to disrupt and you find out that um, 2.5 million girls are at risk of um, early marriages by 2025 because this pandemic, you know, has <laughs> created this economic crisis in third world countries that we could never comprehend. It's predicted that 10 million girls will never return to school because of the pandemic. They miss out on life-changing sex education and in third world countries, the leading death in women between 15 and 19 years of age is childbirth. Um, so that's absolutely incredibly important education that they're, they're, that they're missing out on. Um, statistically, Indigenous mothers in this country are having their children taking from them at a higher rate than it was during the so-called stolen generation. They, some people are saying it's a second stolen generation. I'd say it's the same one continuing because guess what? Saying sorry means you don't fucking do it again. And, <laughs> and suddenly that responsibility seems too big. So I stand around and I'm like, <laughs> let's laugh at queefs. <laughs> my bush, like hilarious, my bush, no, my bush, no, it's literally my bush, is a, my bush one, um, and, and then you think, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll get it in little, little, little tiny bits, so I'll say to the, the, the guy at my work, he says, I've got to go home now, my wife's going out, so I'm babysitting the children, and I'm like, babysitting, it's not babysitting if they're your kids, and I'm like, <laughs> got him patriarchy, won it. Uh, but you know what? Every woman 
behind those closed doors, the same ones I spoke about earlier. Um, they know someone who's been abused, but it's weird that I can't really think of any men that are abusers. Um, so I'm just wondering if they're behind a different door. So in the classroom that day, um, that door stayed closed, but then the next day, that girl who initiated that conversation, she ended up being put by DCP systemically back in the home with her abuser. Um, and we tried to fight it, but... I don't know, we just fucking couldn't. I have no answer, that's just an anecdote. And then um, in 2021, Grace Tame, she was named Australian of the Year and she stood at the microphone in front of the nation. She spoke out against her rapist. She beat down a door that confined her and if it weren't for Tarana Burke, who started the Me Too movement, that door would probably have been padlocked. So I'm not just horny for feminism, I'm horny for consequences, I'm horny for change, I'm horny for justice. Um, yes, thank you. Two days ago, a former literal, liberal, literal, liberal political staffer spoke out publicly about being molested by a male colleague in the weeks preceding the 2019 Australian federal election. She was 24 at the time, found herself inebriated after a night out with workmates. She left a bar with a colleague, returned to Parliament House, fell asleep on a couch and what happened behind that closed door is now being discussed and debated on a national scale and it was today in the cover of the newspaper in my fucking staff room. Uh, so Scott Morrison's wife told him, hey, um, look, kind of think of it like you're a dad, like you're her dad, like what do you think of that? And um, look, look, this just in, man of daughter realises that uh, females are human. Um, I've got all sisters and the thing that you hear quite often is people going up to my dad at parties and saying, oh, you poor thing. Or they'll say, oh, what have you, oh, I've got mm, sisters, three sisters. And I'm like, oh, your poor dad. Um, no, my lucky dad. My dad is cool. You don't have to clap. He is though. I promise you. Woo! Go run. So I actually, this speech is actually not thank you to us, like, oh, funny queefs. It's actually a thank you from girls behind closed doors everywhere for those who carried that labour of leaving any door open just a tiny slither. We're going forward thanks to Reclaim the reclaim the night, then it moved to Stonewall, slut work, Me Too, BLM, and then a special thanks to those who fight politically, because we know that feminism without structural transformation simply brings those who were previously excluded into a system as misogynistic as it was before, and to all the men frantically wondering if she remembers, she does! <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Juju Reusable Period Care. The Australian-made period cup. Reusable cloth pads and period undies. Better for your body and for the planet. I love my Juju. <laughs> In matter of fact, I've got it now. <laughs> so we'll do one, we'll do another round of her story as well. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just really wanted to drink some Ural. I honestly this feel like there is, is on fire. there's like a fifth person in this fucking podcast and it's your UTI. You're like, the, it's like <laughs> the fucking Heather Locklear <laughs> guest starring for like five years. I know, I just can't <laughs> stop wearing wet bathers. <laughs> I can't. Swampy. I'm addicted. <laughs> All right. Question number one. I don't see what this has to do with feminism, but it's here anyway. 
Eileen Wernos was an American serial killer and sex worker who murdered how many men in Florida between 89 and 1990 by shooting them at point-blank range? That's hot. I'm going to um, say 11. I've no idea why. You're not right, but you're close. Oh, <laughs> Hello? Mel? Okay, this is the Charlize Theron movie Monster. Yes. Correct, yeah. Storm, South African. <laughs> I thought you watch would get it. this. It is seven. It is seven. Yes, you have to watch Monster. She earns that Emmy. What, are you just saying I was close to seven because I said 11 because it rhymes? Like, it's not even that close. Don't question me, all right? I'm the host. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Upon facing her execution, Eileen decided her la- uh, declined her last meal, instead opting for a cup of coffee. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks very much. I'm here all night. <laughs> Question number two. On average, Australian women have to work an extra how many days a year to earn the same pay as men for doing the exact same work? That's hot. Yes, Storm. It's like at least an extra two weeks, right? Go for it days. Oh, okay. So you're going with 14? Oh, all right. Hello. Right. 14. <laughs> okay, firstly, two weeks is 10 days. You're so right. Capitalism. I'm going to say... Okay, no, no, no. I'm going to say... I feel like I've heard eight days before. You're not correct, Mel. You said 14, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, so no points to anyone. It's a whopping 56 days. Oh, well, fuck off. I know. Boo. On top of all the other shit we have to go through. Question number three. Feminist advocate Gloria Steinem once said, if men could get pregnant, abortion would be a sacrament. With Gloria's sassiness in mind, please finish the following sentences. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a sentence each. Okay, so Storm, I'm going to give you the first one. If men lactated, breastfeeding would be what? Um, An Olympic sport. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad, not bad. Okay, Mel, if men ovulated, menstruation would be what? Uh, sold at Coles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've Let's give that one to Storm. <laughs> what? <laughs> menstruation sold at Coles? I know, I was thinking of quail eggs. No, but to be honest, no, look, you might be right. Like, everyone would be, like, into it and stuff, like... Don't count your quail eggs before they've hatched, Mel. I accidentally hatched so many quails. You have no idea. All right, Rock, when you're ready, spin the wheel. Yeah, do you know what? I think it's time for clam jams. Okay, what so- a coincidence, Deirdre Chambers. So, Clam Jams, commonly known as Name That Tune, is the first contestant to buzz in and correctly name the artist and song that will receive the point. When the wage gaps are ready... This is why they get paid less. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you really, really misunderstood the point of this podcast when you said that. (laughs) Take it away, wage gaps.
very good. Look, um, as a lactating woman, I understand the idea of push it. Uh, push it real good uh, by salt and pepper. Very good. One point for Storm, please. Oh, hey. God, he keeps talking. Shut up, Fontanelle. I don't know why this baby can speak. It's clearly a newborn, and it keeps saying, it keeps saying, oh, they're tickled. Fuck! I know, it's saying, you, can, you can't hear it, but it's literally speaking, and it's saying, this tickles, with her nipple in its mouth. If it's tickling anyone, it's Storm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, song number two. That's Macy Gray. Correct. <gasps> Crumbles? What the fuck is it called? Oh, no. Mel, would you like a shot? Is it? Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> is it called God, she's good. I, I Try? Correct. Oh, one each or both? One each, one oh, each. Oh, go on. Throw them around. That is a banger. Okay, it's song number three. Song. with a sandboy chip. I don't oh know. My God. I have no idea. Can we have a small clue? Yeah. yeah. Oh, ah! Hello. Oh, oh, Missy Elliott. Oh, fuck. She didn't buzz. What's it called? Buzz. What's it called? She didn't buzz. It's called She Doesn't... She Didn't Buzz. Um, Why do we have rules, Jill? To control the fun, Jill. Um, don't try me, Mel. Mel, would you like to answer? Is it called Work It? By Missy, Al- Missy Elliott. Mel. I nearly said Missy Higgins. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't keep my clothes on, it's so hot. All right, are we, are we, we got another one going? Right. Oh, good. Sensual.
might say Mel. Is it Sade Smooth Operator? Well done. It's Smooth Operator. I said smooth. I just have bad diction. Even though I had braces. All right. You guys are amazing. I know. I must say, Laws, I've known you for a while and I, I didn't know that you could play the sax like that. <laughs> I play basketball on a oh team with her. I didn't know you could play anything. No, just... oh, that was a joke. She's so much better than me. All right, Rock. Take Please, us for a spin. God, get stripped. Excellent. I don't right. remember that one. I was really hoping we'd get away without that. <laughs> okay, so pitch pitch. I will select a well-known personality who identifies as female and let the contestants pitch to you in the space of a single minute why this female should be Australia's next Prime Minister. Once these idiots have stated their best case, we will let you decide who the next Prime Minister will be. Rock, would you like to take this question? No, 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 no. Just kidding, darling. It's about the women. Storm, you're up first. Oh, fuck you. I've decided. You've got to go to that microphone, apparently. Okay, I'm literally wearing nothing but a baby, but sure. (laughs) That's on you, literally. Okay, Okay, Storm, please explain to the audience why you think Natalie Imbruglia... (laughs) Should be the next Prime Minister of Australia. Okay, give me... me I've heard she's torn. (laughs) (laughs) When you're ready, I'll... I said you're... Okay. Not Natalie. (laughs) Did you hear that? Fontenelle. Fontenelle loves you, Mama. Okay, go. Your time starts... Now. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty happy that I got Natalie and Brulia because I've been pretty obsessed with her over the last couple of weeks. Because just a couple of weeks ago, she got, she won the Glamour Award for Most Sexiest Singer Alive. And then literally the next day, there was a death hoax and everyone said that she was dead. And then the day after that, it came out on the same magazine and said, no, no, no death hoax she wasn't dead the whole time and I don't know what the fuck happened there I can go from sexist woman alive to dead in two days but I do feel like that is probably the sort of joie de vie you need to be in the Labour Party in this country (laughs) so let's go with that Okay, also, baby from a sperm donor. That's fucking cool. Also, she knows how to run away from a fucking disaster. Daniel Johns, <laughs> who has the name of his worst band tattooed on his neck. He has dreams tattooed on his neck. And, and I think- your time is up. <laughs> Very good effort by Storm. I'd be nervous. Now. I would just like to apologise that my campaign speech did not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> that was so good. That really was. Oh, that was really good. Okay, Mel, please take the stage and I will let you know who you're uh, playing for. Well, I hope my one had a death hoax. 
Please explain to the audience, Mel, why Mrs Doubtfire should be the, <laughs> the next Australian Prime Minister. Well, uh, um, no, okay, sorry, I'm going to throw this one, I don't give a fuck. Uh, as much as you might be thinking, like, cool, Mrs. Doubtfire, trans icon and ally. No, Mrs. Doubtfire can get absolutely fucked. She gaslit the absolute fuck out of Sally Fields. She- I'm sorry, but Sally Fields came home one day and Mrs. Doubtfire was like, ah, with goats in the house, and she went for full custody to protect her children, her own children, and then Mrs. Doubtfire fucking coerced her into thinking she was some Scottish fucking I'll be honest, MILF (laughs) and put a pie on her face and was like, hello and at the end of the day, I'm sorry but Sally Fields should be going for full custody (laughs) and no death hoax great pitch, Mel And also, like, like Pierce Brosnan was hot. So oh, like, my God. Who would rather... Sorry. Ew. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Please give it up if you think Natalie Imbruglia should be the next Prime Minister. Give it to Daniel Johns, people. Daniel Johns. <laughs> and let's hear it for those who think Mrs. Doubtfire. Don't. Not a pee. Don't you dare. Thank you. Mel, it's like one of your staff meetings. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like no one's left in the middle. Okay. That was an Alien Brilli ah. album. Whatever. No one uh, knows any other song but Torn, you idiot. It's true. <laughs> Rock Bottom has given me the signal that sadly time is Hashtag up. time's up, isn't it, Charles? How did they go, Rock? We can't see from here. Who's, win- who's won? Very, very close tonight. was the decider of who is going to bear the brunt and the shame of wearing that sandwich board in Yagan Square next week. Mel, congratulations, Storm. We'll see you next week. Come, y'all. Well done, everyone. You've managed to get us to raise $60 for charity. I'm sure that will be positively life-changing. May I take a moment to thank our gorgeous male familiar, Mr. Rock Bottom. very much guys you're too fucking kind of course none of this would be possible without these lovable idiots beside me so give it up one last time for mel and storm (laughs) 
weird. It feels weird to be a contestant sometimes when you just want to be a little bit more real. Ow. That was my teeth. Um, so, usually when we finish this podcast off, um, we wish our viewers, our listeners at least, to have a good week of being a yes woman. Um, and I'd like to kind of do the same thing tonight, but I want to maybe go a little bit further into it. So we're so incredibly lucky that we get to do stupid shit like this. Like we get to be silly and 99% of the time um, we don't take stuff very seriously. But the concept of being a yes woman is something that is so important to me and it's, I think, really important to all of us. Women say no politely because it's a bit scary and saying yes is safe and it's easy. Um, saying yes is so risky um, and no is, really, no is really safe and maybe is kind of like a bit of a cop-out. And women say no because we question ourselves so much all of the time because we feel that we're like unworthy or we're uninvited or we're unconfident or we're unsafe. Um, and that's maybe one of the biggest things that the patriarchy has ever done, is that we discount ourselves. We uninclude ourselves from things before we, anyone even asks us. And that's really fucking shit. Um, being called like demure and um, submissive are compliments for a woman. Still to this day, and that fucking blows my mind, that being quiet or even better, like acting a little bit dumb, has actually been a way to win hearts for centuries now. And whereas men can have attributes like being loud and clever and funny and outgoing and people respect that, women not so much. Like we're taught and then we see it that men will get intimidated by that. And women as well, like that's the thing, it's like women will also be like, I don't know why you're acting that way. And so we dial ourselves down and we say less and we speak softer and we, we say yes to the wrong things and we say no to the wrong things. And I, get, I, I feel like the generation that I'm in and maybe everyone feels the same way, I don't know, I could only speak for myself, but I feel like it's very fucking weird because I'm... I'm young enough that I know that that is just such bullshit. Like, I don't want to be fucking demure. I don't want to be quiet. And if you're not, if that makes me unattractive, then I just, I don't want you to be attracted to me. <laughs> oh, God, baby. <laughs> but I am old enough that there's another part of me that... I feel like I'm a fucking ornament. And I feel like that's something that's like in my fucking DNA. And I feel like I am a hopeful subplot to someone else's life. And that makes it real. I'm so fucking angry at men, but then I'm so angry at myself because I see the way that I look at my worth and how I judge that on the way that I look and the way that I act but I expect other people to do differently to me. And I'm so mad because no matter how much, 
how clever I am, how smart I am, how much I, I know and I want to know and I want to fucking learn. I seek the approval of my oppressor. That's such a weird fucking feeling. I feel like I'm sort of stuck between these two camps and neither of them feel very comfortable and both of them feel very alien. And I, I, don't, I, don't, know how, I don't know how I get out of that. I, um, I read something that a really, really brilliant uh, black rights activist and environmental activist wrote a few weeks ago. Her name is Marie Beach. And um, she talks about the danger of the dichotomy of good and bad. Because it's so easy to look at people that are racist and homophobic and um, sexist as bad people. We're good people, so we don't do that. And racists are middle-aged women called Karen and the Trump supporters and sexists are um, old, powerful men and guys on the internet that keep asking where like International Men's Day is and we're better than that, we don't do that. So we're, we're good people and they're different to us. But the biggest, so much just everyday, hurtful, horrible fucking prejudice comes from apathy. And this idea of good and bad and us being good, it just means that we set the bar so low for ourselves because we're proud and we don't then have to look at our actions and our thoughts and why, why they are there and we never actually have to fucking change anything because there's just like always a good reason why you were an arsehole, right? I'm not a bad person, I was just, it was just that one time or it was just that night and I'm just so fucking tired of men saying that they're one of the good guys. In the last like year and a half, two years, I've had one partner just completely unsupport me through a fucking abortion to the point that I thought I was fucking crazy. But eventually did pay for half after a few months, thank God. Um, I've had two guys tell me that they were lie, say they were using a condom when they weren't, um, which if anyone doesn't know this, in Australia that's considered sexual assault, in other countries that's called rape. Um, and I've, I've had a, a, a boyfriend verbally abuse me in public to the point that I went home and pretended I was having a shower and fled in the dark of night because I knew if I did one more wrong thing, it would probably become physical. Just some fucking autopilot. And the really shit thing about that is, firstly, so many of the women in this audience or even the women on the stage right now, or people li listening to this podcast, which is people like, what the fuck, that's nothing, bitch. And they're right, like I'm not some unlucky girl, like I'm just not. But the other really shit thing is that all of those men call themselves feminists. They spoke to me about stuff. They listened to this fucking podcast. They're the good ones. You know, they're the good guys. And I guess I'm just left with not knowing exactly where I fucking put that. Because as I stand, this very fucking privileged, white, straight, able-bodied woman 
all the shit that even I fucking have to go through every day to be heard and seen in the way that I want to be fucking seen and heard. I think the biggest cross I have to bear is that I am sexually and biologically and hormonally attracted to a gender that doesn't respect me, that doesn't hear me or see me, it doesn't give a shit, it's just fucking apathy. And I mean, what do I, what do I, what do, I do with that? I become a man-hater. I, I stop talking to men, and that's a fucking weird thing as well. So, like, when a woman becomes a man-hater, that's what it means. They just take a step back and they don't deal with men anymore. When a man hates a woman, they hold them fucking closer and they fucking destroy them. Let's have that as a yes this week. Let's, let's say yes to the fact that good, it's not fucking enough. It's not good enough to be good. We have to be better. Let's say yes to evolving. Let's get horny for fucking change. Let's get horny for learning things. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Yeah. Let's get horny for fucking being better. And I just want to say thank you so much for everyone. This is our last night. And let's fucking have one last yes. Yes, girls, yes. What This podcast was brought to you by Juju Res- <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> this podcast was brought to you by Juju Rizu. I'm gonna do th- <laughs> no, 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 reusable. No, 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 no. This is funny. This is funny as fuck. Juju Rizu. <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by Juju Reusable. <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by Juju Rizu. <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by Juju. Rizu- <laughs> oh. Okay, you you, you, say, you say it then. Yep. This cop. <laughs> this cop. <laughs> this cop was brought to you. <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by Juju Reusable Period Care. The Australian made menstrual cup. Better for your body and the planet. Reusable cloth and something something. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse beef. Have anybody got any of our large jokes? This is why we don't have any sponsors. (laughs) Ha ha ha!